Hey guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. The one that's, co- that's not the intro. No, no, it's got to be the Batman guy. That's not a bad idea. Okay, you know what? You want to switch shirts? Sorry, I had it and I don't have it anymore. So. <laughs> I fucked right, it do we have up. a record scratch? That was a like... good one too. I felt it. Here, you want me to give you back the energy? No. Gotta thank God. All right, yeah, come on. Lose yourself in the moment. Come on. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. Hey guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, so yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers, your one-stop shop where we not only give you a comic book episode every week, but a movie episode every week. My name is Kenny. My name, my name is Ian. <laughs> this is Paul Damien. Paul Damien. There Paul he is. Damien, the Batman man. And what are we talking Batman about today, man. Paul Damien? Oh, we're talking about the Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Yes. Um, I actually, I'm just going to start off. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I loved this movie. I did too. I did. I really, really, thoroughly loved this movie. Although I do have a few things to say about it. I do too. But it was it was amazing, and so. Let's just uh, get, yeah. I guess, opening touches. Since y'all yeah. came in with that energy, I fucking hated it. <laughs> this movie was dog shit. Really? Complete garbage, start to finish. <laughs> I hope you feel that way. No, I don't actually feel that way. Not at all. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie perfectly okay. fine. Um, I just, yeah, I, I have my own gripes with it, you know, for what it was. But uh, overall, I mean, the thing, it hit every mark I think it was trying to mm. hit. You know, I That's felt fair. like I could literally, I, it sitting in the audience felt, Matt Reeves sweat hitting my face <laughs> on how hard he was trying to make this movie exactly what he wanted it to yeah. be. So for what it is, I think it 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 landed. You know what I mean? For what it wanted to be, I guess yeah. that's what I mean. So um yeah, this is the brand new movie. Came out um I guess technically at the beginning of this month. I realize now this is yeah. this episode's coming out at the end of this month. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah. That's not bad timing though. No, it isn't. We just all recently saw the movie in yeah. the theater. Opening weekend. Kenny and I saw it Thursday, you saw it Friday. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about movies, theater yes. experiences. <laughs> How was yours? Ian? Mine was flawless. Nice. There was no one next to me. Fuck you. That's the perfect. That's per- awesome. perfect Isn't case that scenario. fucking sick? Yeah. The popcorn was cooked perfectly. The icy hit my the back of my throat. Like it was so fucking good. No shits afterwards. No. Oh, I, God, I, that, I, ga- I, that gallon of sugar I drank met me later. We uh, we had dude. a dance with the devil. Sometimes <laughs> that that popcorn icy mixture makes a rock in my stomach, mm-hmm. and then it hurts coming out. Dude, you razor blades. First. <laughs> we did eat first. Yeah, we ate, we ate pizza. Uh, eat fresh. Um, but what about your theater experience, Paul Damien? Um, so I had a pretty good theater experience. For the most part, it was quiet. Um, Kenny had a slightly the same experience i did yeah but with the exception of there was a a group of people behind me and amber that would just not laugh loudly but they would chuckle at everything (laughs) like everything like somebody said hello and they'd be like (laughs) (laughs) jesus (laughs) 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 like 
it was it was to the point where it was like every minute or so where like me and Amber separately, we talked about it later at home, <laughs> but like separately, we're like, okay, is he going to laugh at this? <laughs> he did, but he didn't think this was funny, but he thought that was funny. Why is he thinking this is funny? They're yeah. just talking. Does he not like their voice? Is it? And strangely enough, a lot of the times it was when um, Zoe Kravitz was talking. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I so feel like, like the most... hot. The most... I think I her her depiction throughout the movie was maybe the least laughable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So maybe he's just thought women are talking. <laughs> There's yeah. a woman in this one. But yeah, as for I me, but yeah. um, I literally had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in our theater, okay. which was literally a guy laughing way too loud at the complete wrong part. Was he dressed like him? I don't know. I see. I go into a VIP theater where uh, everybody has walls around us, so you can only really hear other people. You can't. Badass, yeah, honestly. I mean, it's two seats wall, two seats wall, so you can't even see anyone. But goddamn, you can still hear them when they're fucking acting like him. But I mean, it was like literally stuff like. Now I was just trying to think of some instances, but like when Falcone got shot, huge laugh. But like when the penguin got left behind, chained up, no laugh. I mean, it was just so random, and, and it was a full on like. Ah! To the point that someone got upset with him and told him to shut up, like another wow. person in the theater. Because you heard someone audibly being no, like, shut up. No, someone literally went, shut up to him because yeah. he was like, I mean, it was like obnoxious laughter. I mean, it was like genuinely like kind of over the top. I was. And so did they say shut up before Falcone was even shot? This, Yeah, I think this was even after. This was another laugh even after the fact when the movie oh was God. in its most serious. You know what I mean? Wow. It was like all the Riddler shit was happening and it was just, he, I mean, he, dude, he probably laughed like as loud as you could imagine a person laughing in a theater maybe like 15 to 20 times throughout the whole film he was on something i think he was doing it on purpose okay honestly in my opinion i think it was a performance i think he was literally trying to get a rise which drives me nuts and the fact oh they won't know who it is i bought a private box extra expensive (laughs) tickets in a theater that only hosts 20 you know like (laughs) yeah you would hope that you would get the good crowd for the that first Mm. movie showing so it was a little off-putting but i kind of didn't let it get to me in the overall experience of what i was getting at because especially the start of this movie i felt came on so strong i fucking loved the intro to this movie and the way that we very quickly got introduced that it was our year two batman Mm -hmm. essentially but how gotham felt about him i love those scenes where it's like everyone just being like oh fuck is is is, Is i'm i the one he's gonna choose tonight and looking into the dark Mm -hmm. shadows as their can rolls into it yeah i mean it just put me into it instantly i was like okay this this is going to be a good batman movie you know i just felt the energy of exactly how i wanted it to come into and it made so much sense that this is how he would be not like the famous batman yet but still that notorious vigilante that like is he real you know what i mean like it's there's still that kind of a question of his validity even you know so i was very pulled in almost nearly instantly because it also started yeah. Like yeah. that, you know, and we get the, the Batman is, and then it's just, you're in it, you know? Yeah. So I thought they did a really good job with that as well. Like, uh, the, you can tell almost immediately that he's not very clearly like year zero or year one right. Batman. He's just, he, he knows a little bit more about what's going on in Gotham. Right. You yeah. know, and how to use it against Gotham itself. Yeah. You but know? he's also a little jaded because yes. mm-hmm. he says he's not sure what he's doing is yeah. making a difference. That is exactly. true. Exactly. He's, he's like, I can't be everywhere, you yeah. know? 
He's still in those early stages. He's in his terrible twos. Right? I want to believe this is like pre-Rajal Ghul, you know. If there even is a Rush. Well, in, in yeah. the sense of like he isn't like a ninja-trained right. elite, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is really a guy that was a billionaire orphan who is yeah. just... Learned, trained by Alfred. Yeah, trained to fight, you know, by maybe like exactly ex-military, you know. Yeah. So he's strong, but not, in, you know, like superior, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Not yet. Um, his, Batman. when he comes out of the shadows, he does it a couple of times. He comes out with the robo man, Robocop <laughs> walk where he's yeah. like stomping mm-hmm. and slow. And it's like, it's crazy that this movie is able to paint this Batman with this stature when he's a sl- kind of a slight guy. You know what I mean? He's not mm-hmm. a Ben Affleck. He's not a larger man. Mm-hmm. He's fucking Robert Pattinson. Got to put him in some combat elevator boots. You know? I, yeah, I guess so. But it it comes across like he he's bulletproof. He's mm-hmm. kind of scary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How did no, you guys feel about that? I mean, I thought it was very interesting. And it's like it's like how they talk about it the entire time. His whole thing is fear. I mean, that's what Batman is. He's he's the fear in the night to make you not do it. Right. You know? Yeah. And that was the whole point. So he has to come out and menacing. And it's, I think they use it in uh, specific moments to kind of just make a statement. Yeah. And I so I, I love it. And I think it works perfectly fine. No, I fucking, I did. I ate it up from the very first moment we can't see him come out of the shadows. I, I think I was kind of fully on board with Robert Pattinson. You know what I mean? Like I, I liked him for yeah. this role and I thought I in all belief that he could take it on but even from that initial scene where he, we see him beat up all of the you know clown the clown insane clown posse yeah you know um <laughs> I was I was in on the action I fucking thought it was so awesome so gritty I mean it really and he was taking hits too yeah I mean and I, you know I made the joke from the trailer that he was the bulletproof Batman and we get that really in this kind of sequence where it's yeah. just you know he's taking on shots but once again, it's not like he's fighting them off like they don't, they're nothing to him. You know, it's not at least like clean, you know, and like Nolan, we get so much more like ninja esque fighting mm-hmm. from Batman where he's like sweeping the leg and doing all this yeah. stuff where this was so much more like street brawler fighting style. It, it's why I love Daredevil and that it, it was what I got from this. I want these characters that aren't super powered to be painted like that. You know what yeah. I mean? They are not powered people, they are just. W- really motivated yeah, you know yeah. it's <laughs> funny because both of those characters have ninja backgrounds oh, but yeah. they 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 do typically in comic books fight like uh, boxers brawlers yeah, exactly. but uh, i was looking it up right now and um he yeah uh robert pants is not the biggest person as far as like stature goes right. like his his like i guess physicality um but he i mean he's still six one. Oh yeah i mean he's pretty tall so like that it's still kind of menacing with the dude when full body armor, you know, dressed as a bat. Yeah, boots, you know, boots that are making you 6'5". Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do He's you like Ben Affleck 6'4". Yeah. I'm going to be sex, sex. I'm going to be sex five. <laughs> sex five. Yeah. Um, we invented the new sex. Um, <laughs> how did you guys feel about his costume? I, okay. His cape was my favorite thing. It was so fucking Batman uh, noir. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Yeah. I, Oh, I can't get enough of it. How do you how do you feel about the costume? I loved it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably one of my favorite Batman suits to ever be put to screen for the same reasons I was just talking. I, I liked the realism this movie put into Batman specifically. If ever because yeah. I feel like we still got kind of like a very epic Gotham when we did get yeah. some big panovers. It's obviously New York because we got like a Times yeah. Square esque area, but it still felt like a larger Gotham th- Square Garden. Yeah, Gotham mm-hmm. Square Garden. It still felt like a larger than life city in a way that made me be pulled into what was Matt Reeves Gotham, you know what I mean? And then everything about what I feel about Batman though was 
really meant designed to be kind of stooped in realism and i was all about it you know what i mean yeah. i actually really liked his suit i mean even though there it'd be amazing i i guess adamantium has to exist in the dc universe or for you to be like able to it. take yeah. bullets like that and not even be <laughs> mm. you know it's, i think it's called nth metal you know, but i don't it know does if, exist yeah <laughs> i don't know if they're gonna dwell into that no. it's just uh, yeah. super strong but yeah. i'm sorry like to be able to take uh, several bullets to the chest and not get knocked back would yeah. take some amazing oh definitely <laughs> and you know they're, ju- they're just gonna be like yeah it's some sort of titanium alloy like yeah. they're just gonna say something <laughs> like that because when you say titanium in the movie world that means it's impenetrable yes it's, it's spider webbed titanium alloy yeah. you know because <laughs> there aren't spider webs like the strongest thing yeah anyway um, but I I thought it looked the, great. I liked the the chest. You know, I liked the simplistic Batman logo that was ended up mm-hmm. being the two batarangs that are yeah. on his chest. Like I thought all those little details fit great. I even liked this darker or the heavier stitching on the mask and stuff around the nose. I feel like it looks more homemade. Yeah, if I, that makes sense. You know? so, so I actually talked about this a good amount with um, just a just a few people who actually listened to our podcast uh-huh. um are, are you good. talked to them before the episode <laughs> yeah i just i just wanted Might to get well their feel listen. on the movie <laughs> their, i wanted just, to I'm get just... their feel on the movie yeah, oh, okay that's and, good um, a lot of them really uh pointed out the fact that they liked that he put the black makeup over his eyes mm-hmm. yeah and that's actually like Christian Bell does that yeah in, all of them yeah they all did mm-hmm. that basically but every time but, they take the mask off yeah but they only really show Robert Pat and only sorry, people are only recognizing Robert Pattinson's Batman doing it, mm-hmm. and it's because they made such a statement in doing it. I and feel it like people a, have complained about it, it so was much. It was nice and point. neat that it was. It was like he put it on, he smeared it on his yeah. face to make sure. You know what I mean? It's it's a man who has an obsessive experiment that is being Batman, mm-hmm. and that's the only focal thing he gives a shit mm-hmm. about. You know the it's kind of even jarring when you see him with his hair kept well and he's going to the the mayor's funeral that just suddenly you look at him and you're like oh shit that's a different dude than i'm typically yeah. seeing in this movie you know what i mean if it, it felt like oh shit like he he can actually look okay in this movie. I mean, we kind of talked about it in our previous Batman episodes. This is him putting on the Bruce Wayne mask. You know what I mean? This Mm -hmm. is like the much less natural him. And I think he carried it very well and almost feeling like uncomfortable and like out of his own skin, having to walk around as Bruce Wayne anymore. Yeah. So So, I had a problem with this hair and a a lot of people have told me they had a problem with this hair. They didn't like the long hair and they didn't like how like, emo they were making him look yeah um well, i don't know i didn't like it yeah why i think i don't know I just, yeah. what do you think he should have had short hair yeah shorter me, hair. let me ask you this do you i don't think, know why do you think it was a phase do you think in the next movie he'll have short hair yeah maybe i yeah wholeheartedly believe that this is supposed to be someone that just doesn't give a shit anymore. And can't keep up with it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's stopped caring about his physical appearance because he is just so caught up in the Batman. What does his hair matter? He, I has, mean, a, he, he, he has a hat on. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is this the is one hat. of the this is hat. one of his only appearances. They, <laughs> right, they make a very much a point of it that he doesn't show his face very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved. I loved that the they, bat hat. Well, yes. The, no, <laughs> oh, actually, how did it's you like the Wayne? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Mr. Wayne stuff. I love the costume up until the forehead. Like from the forehead down, I love the costume. You don't like the, the I don't ears? like how far back the ears are and how like they look like stilettos. 
they're mm. so thin and pointed and rounded at like going up to the point that I'm like, meh, I don't, I don't necessarily like that. If he's going to like lean into being a bat, give him bat ears, you know? I don't know. It, 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 that's just a design point mm-hmm. on my end. In the movie, in action, it's perfectly serviceable. But one other part of the, the uniform I really enjoyed was the actually the contact lens thing that yeah. they added to, the, which yes. made so much sense for like a thousand okay. reasons to me that I was like, that that's dope. That's yeah. like a dope thing they incorporated. And he's into so this. obsessed over that, so, that he needs to relive it. Yeah. When, um, when I was watching the movie and uh, he was going through the crime scene before they show that, I was like looking at his mask and how he doesn't have any like, anything over his eyes right like because there's some in the batman comics and there's some uh in animation where something will go over his eyes where he can scan it it'll be and he'll take pictures mode. yeah yeah and so i loved that because i was already thinking about that and then You're when like, i saw how? that i was like perfect yeah that's beautiful <laughs> if and only... i love that it was like you can tell it's not perfected because right. of the recording yeah the that's color true. and the yeah. recordings and how they're not perfect maybe color. he can get a perfected version where it makes his eyes white That'd be cool. That would kind of look cool. Yeah. Um, the the cow the the skull part. I just want to say this real quick. It has the seams that uh-huh. a skull has when it's fused together, mm-hmm. like in growing. And so I, it, the mask. I get what they're trying to do. It's it it's, just didn't pull it off. Yeah. I no. I think it, they pulled it off. It's just it looks like a skull. He looks like a skull mm-hmm. with a nose bridge and lips is what it's kind of trying to portray. Even yeah. Robert Pattinson as a man looks like a skull with lips. <laughs> I say he looks like a vampire, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk about Catwoman? So yeah, Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. is also in this movie. Yes. Um, she, I don't know, she was one of my lesser favorite things, and it's not oh, really? her performance so much. Once again, I feel like the storyline she was kind of given was kind of convoluted and unnecessary and the thing was is i made a i had feared that she was just going to be nothing but a love interest to bruce wayne or batman in the movie i was like one way or the other she's going to be a love interest to him and so when we got the first act of this movie and she was like immediately helping with the investigation and stuff i was like dope she's going to be much more than that and then i felt like by two and three she was just a love interest to batman but then also had this kind of unnecessary story that might okay my one of my biggest gripes about this movie is i felt like it had too many moving parts to just really quickly drop it down i felt like they had too much stuff they tried to throw in here like the fact that we hear maroney's name Mm -hmm. so many times throughout this movie for a man we never even see you know no he's in prison he's in prison Mm -hmm. you know so exactly he is alive we just and he matters greatly but does he like why did any of that need to matter there was so much i feel like running the city that could (laughs) He's not, though. That's just it. I feel like there was so much that could have been cut out of this that just was so unnecessary and could have left a cleaner, more like fulfilled, in, fulfilled story. Mm-hmm. But they felt like they had all these moving parts they had to keep bringing in and making it more interesting or making it not what you thought it was. You know, that was my biggest gripe is that he j- it was once again, just I felt like it was trying too hard yeah. to build a mystery that just didn't ended up having a lot of red herrings or just like things that just fell short and didn't matter no matter how many times we heard them you know what i mean so um but beyond that to go back to zoe kravitz in that i just felt like her story wasn't fulfilled enough i didn't think she got the greatest like 
your story arc, you know, yeah. to go ahead and spoil it, to make her Falcone's daughter, you know what I mean? I was like, why? Yeah. Why was any of this really necessary? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we see her working in like the greatest club in all of Gotham with like the lowest, richest of the low lives. Yeah, the iceberg lounge. But yet she can't yeah. pay her bills. Like she's past due on all of her bills. What fucking system? Is she not making money down there? Even just yeah. being a spy? Like nothing. I felt like none of her story really made sense. You know sense. how much rent costs in Gotham? Well, that's a, the other thing. The rent was so fucking cheap. It was like 400 bucks. Yeah, exactly. She's past due like 500 bucks and you're like, last chance. Yeah. Like, you know, so. To me, maybe, this is me being apologetic for it. Yeah. But maybe it's, she didn't anticipate staying there for that much longer to even need to pay rent. Yeah, I mean, there are reasons, but it was painted as basically yeah. her struggle. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, look how hard she has it right now. And I felt like she was just kind of painted as like, a struggling woman the whole time and I didn't like that like she's just emotionally upset about the friends she's missing the entire time so she's making rash decisions based on just that you know I just felt like she was literally being treated as like an irrational woman yeah. a lot of the movie and I was like damn like I can't believe this is what he did with this character when like I think Selena Kyle as like a super manipulator the, the kind of character that's always that one step ahead right. of the, the people around her and so I didn't feel like we got that in this build of the character not right. saying that what zoe kravitz's performance wasn't perfectly fine to me i enjoyed her banter with robert pattinson as batman i thought they had great chemistry on screen together yeah. and i lo- i really liked a lot of her combat that we got to see in it like once she For was sure. actually fighting and stuff i was mm-hmm. like really into it but i was the whole every time her, we were supposed to like be caring about what was going on with her i was just kind of like fuck like does any of this really matter though? Like, why do we care so much about this? You know, like, I don't know it. Yeah. And I felt like the, even by the end, it wasn't fulfilled. What about you, Paul? I did you like Catwoman? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so boxy today. No, I, I actually enjoyed her character. Um, I felt like, I mean, as much as he, you would say that, uh, you feel like she's a master manipulator. I mean, you could very much argue that a lot of things she does in, here is to manipulate the people around her to figure out what the fuck happened to her friend yeah it's more than just like griping about her friend not being around like her she saw her friend's dead body at at one point you know what i mean i i I agree with kenny's like irrational kind of thing um but one thing this movie kind of failed to do that once you look step back and look at the penguin at riddler everybody mm-hmm. is this is supposed to be everyone in an in infantile state yeah this yes. is proto you know what i mean and so i think she could become a master manipulator i think this i to see how formidable she is now i think kind and this is like her origin story we yeah. didn't see batman's we saw her origin story I think it could lead to something better. But I agree with you. you this wasn't just, really Catwoman yet. You yeah. think they're just setting up for the Catwoman movie? Uh, Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where they kill her off and then bring her back again. <laughs> and the cats. Uh, the cats. Look, like, the, the little cat soul. The cats spit all their treats into her mouth. Yeah. Because she doesn't say anything about Catwoman until mm-hmm. the very end. Where she's where a bat she, and cat. The, the bat and the cat. But even then... It's not Catwoman, you know? Yeah. Because they're, maybe they're like, hey, don't say it yet because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. There are too many moving parts in this movie. This movie feels like it's the second in the trilogy while pretending to be the first in the trilogy while having so many parts of it feeling like it all has to culminate and feels like the mm-hmm. end of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. This movie feels like so many different beats from different movies stuffed into this one movie, but I never felt it as a slog or as like, 
an overload. I was I was like fully invested the whole time. It felt mm-hmm. like twelve issues of a comic. In my Definitely. opinion, no, I I felt Whereas the same way. Too much information. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Yeah. No, but I felt the same way. Like it, I felt like the movie was very digestible. Like by the time the movie was halfway through, I could feel where we were in the movie. Yeah. And by the time the there movie was, a surprise, was almost done, I could tell it was, you know. Yeah, there was like a surprise third, third act. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was kind of like, man, this movie just isn't going to stop. That's in my other complaint is it's, the movie is too fucking long, <laughs> honestly, because it just refused to fucking end. And honestly, it has like three endings. And um, I just like by the literal third ending where it's just Batman and Catwoman just, I don't know, talking about what the fuck ever, because I honestly don't know. I was on my phone looking to see if there was an after credit scene because I was just completely checked Dude, out. And then they film. go on a motorcycle ride together. <laughs> that was kind of lame. I'm I, not gonna lie. I loved but, it. Oh my so, God. um, I loved every moment of this movie. I I, I was great. into it. I was I I felt like it was too long, and I loved every minute. I felt like I kept getting <laughs> aggressively pulled in and then aggressively pulled out. Wow, is really? really what I would come down to. It's like it was. Think- I was either fully invested, you know, all all hand, you know, both hands on the table, or I was just like, "Fuck, what? What am I watching right now?" Do you think it was you were like over analyzing the structure? Maybe a little bit, and maybe it's because of this podcast too that you know we've become a little more critical of the things we're watching. <laughs> yeah. So I went in there being like, okay, I need to critique this film. But even with beyond that, I I like movies that aren't amazing. You know, There Will Be Blood is a topless movie for me, and that movie has its own problems. You know what I mean? Definitely. So it's just about how much <laughs> the you movie can definitely get, has problems. Yeah, <laughs> you can get invested into something. You know what I mean? So that was where it just kept getting at, getting me out of it is how much I wanted to care about these side plots we kept right, getting right. like forcibly thrown into like don't get me wrong i fucking loved the double where we got the two scenes where it was like batman showing up to the club and he's like do you know who i am and then he beats the shit out of everybody and has the whole encounter yeah. with the penguin and then later on we have bruce wayne knock on the door and be like do you know who i am and they're yeah. like oh you're fucking bruce wayne yeah. <laughs> like that was i mean that was like such a great payoff in a weird way that like i the structure of this film kept bringing me back to where i was like fuck this is such a good movie and even the way it looked and like yeah. so much of the secondary sounds that were going on like the street lamps and like the traffic so much of it was so perfectly drawn together that i just wish that all this nonsense wasn't just like trickled through it you yeah. know what i mean like it was it was like um it was a mystery where the mystery felt kind of secondhand, but all the pieces of the mystery felt like, oh, too big for the mystery. And then it was like, how, what part of the mystery are we trying to solve? Are we trying to solve the whole Falcone thing or mm-hmm. are we trying to solve the Riddler's thing? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like Riddler was, I, I get what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Riddler was like the catalyst of moving this crime story forward, but also he was a very formidable threat at the same time. And so it felt like two things stacked on top of each other at the same time. With also you know caring what? about Falcone being Catwoman's, you know, dad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. also caring about Alfred mind. getting blown up. You yeah. know, there was just so much going on. You know what kind of blew my mind, though? What? Um, the fact that... Uh, they had these pictures of people coming out of the iceberg lounge and they never thought where could these pictures have been taken from oh god this fucking window the fucking window that's actually a great call holy shit (laughs) there you go big old plot hole (laughs) well that's the thing batman is not uh, the best detective Detective. in this movie even though there's so many times that he proves that he's a great detective Mm -hmm. holy shit paul damien (laughs) 
Damn. I bet you fucking Bruce Wayne's kicking himself in the ass after that yeah, one. Yeah, right? For real. He's like, look at the angle. It was obviously from this apartment. What the hell? And that's and that I guess that's why you kind of see him go through that realization when they go and they're like, oh, he's been right fucking there this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish talking about the Batman. Go kill yourself. That's, that's the Bat plan. Do you be- Bat. Are you going to say something? Do you need to say something? Batman. Gorlami. Hey guys, welcome back. We're talking about the Batman. We're talking about uh, Batman. I'm a demon. I'm a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Riddler. He's the demon in so, this movie. Um, <coughs> there was a lot of moments for me where the the uh, shots were just kind of... Wait, hold on. Bit... Is Tapu Koko in that fucking game? What the fuck? Yeah. In what Pokemon the Go? fuck? Yeah. Glen Coco? Holy shit. But nobody wants him, so nobody's fucking joining these raids. Oh, you're playing Pokemon that's Go. Le- that's one of my favorite legendaries. Dang. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Tapu Coco. Looks like you got to play Pokemon Go now. Crazy. All right. Anyway, what anyway. were you saying? Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, like all those blur shots, huh? Oh, no. Um, There was a lot of uh, really, like, I guess, scenes that were just a little too long. Oh. Maybe just like I a have second, two. Two, mm-hmm. two seconds too long, and it just makes them awkward, you know? Oh. And there was even a moment, which I thought was kind of hilarious. and uh, You would have joker laughed at it. Yeah, I would have joker laughed. I did joker laugh at it. <laughs> no, I didn't. But the guy <laughs> behind funny. me fucking laughed at it, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's funny. <laughs> um, what was it? It was the scene where uh, Penguin's car flipped upside down. Uh-huh. And uh, Batman comes walking up, and then he just like dips his head, dips yeah, his head. Oh, peered into God. the yeah. And, and I thought that, it was funny too. That scene was a second too long. Yeah, and I that's loved it. Why, it was the best scene that wasn't. Yeah, but it no, was that's so what great. made it hilarious because it was too long. Yeah, and he was just like, "You serious right now, asshole?" That's kind of how I saw it. I wish you would have been like, oh, "Hi." <laughs> just like, just like the it. wrong voice. <laughs> just like, <clears throat> there's a Sorry. part. There's like a part where forward. when the car is flipping, um, Penguin lets out a yelp, and I thought for a second it was going to start playing operatic music. I thought it was going to play opera music. Ave, Ave, Ave Maria again, like we got at the beginning. In, yeah, you know. And I was like, this is going to be so <laughs> sick because I already knew that he was going to be walking out of the flames, and I thought it was going to be too opera music. Dude, but no, dude. I honestly, I love that Batman theme. I'm not going to lie. So I loved it laid over that intense dude. of him walking. I fucking love that scene to get to the chase scene. I fucking loved it. It was yeah. one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. That I fucking hate chase scenes in movies. I fuck. I think they're so pointless. <laughs> it was so realistic. They're so ridiculous fillers. But I fucking thought this one was so goddamn good and so entertaining yes. all the way up into its finish. I fucking. We haven't even talked on Colin Farrell's Penguin. But he is in and of himself a reason to see this it movie. It was perfect. Yeah, but that was my favorite. Let's talk cast. about it now. No, I want Honestly? to talk about chase scenes some more. Okay. There was another thing I want to talk about, which is my biggest gripe with. Batmobiles, which is why I still feel like Christopher Nolan is the only one who ever got a Batmobile right, which is that in spite of that thing having a fucking jet engine on the back end of it, he still couldn't seem to keep up with a Maserati, which is a fast car, but it doesn't have a friggin' jet engine on the back end of it. So it's like we had the same thing in Tim Burton's Batmans. It's like these cars are like meant to be like so superior and yet they just cannot seem to keep up in a race with just a perfectly normal street vehicle. I mean, arguably... It's a fucking tank, <laughs> and it it's probably like two thousand pounds, and so True. for it to keep up with a fucking Maserati and be like it, heavier than an SUV, 
the, the know, Batmobile is even in an infantile state because yeah, exactly. it's so true. You can even see like all yeah. the even components still like sticking out of it and mm-hmm. stuff. But I thought the fucking like uh, muscle car edition, this was probably one of my favorite it was, Batmobiles. Yeah, you dude, know? It was fucking sick. What kind of car was it? I could barely tell. I don't know. A um, black one. A it looked like it looked like a charger, <laughs> yeah. like an old or a charger, or charger, or or a Camaro. It had one of like the classic body, square yeah. body. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure if you look it up right now, you can find out. Anyway, I don't um, want to. I um, all that, I, but I really enjoyed that fucking chase scene. The oh, the yeah. the I'll part. There's parts where he's like like trying to swerve around someone. Mm-hmm. He's like move out of the way. And he's honking, and I leaned over to Ashley. I was like San Antonio drivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like. Uh, I looked at Amber and I was like, that's me trying to get to work in the morning. <laughs> For real. So it's you. You. Yeah. But dude, it it felt stressful. It felt real. And I knew the end of it because mm-hmm. we'd seen it in the trailer. And still the whole time I was like on the edge of my seat, like, man, this is fucking incredible. Because it felt like the cars were moving like a real car. Mm-hmm. There was traffic, like there's real traffic. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just Definitely. felt so real that it was like... Even I, getting boxed between the two 18-wheelers the way that he did is like, oh God, this is like unscarily real yeah. and how that yeah. happens. It know? felt claustrophobic <laughs> mm-hmm. when it showed them so, in their cars. Yeah, what kind of car is it? So it's a Charger. It is yeah. a Charger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought. Okay. But there's also just something on with about fire on water. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's why I love the Upside Down scene so much. It's just there's so much beauty in that shot of him walking up the fucking water on the ground mm-hmm. the fire being seen in the background and in the water yeah. and then we get the shots of the penguin upside down just completely freaked out I just so satisfying you know like so much of this movie was just just yeah kiss an asshole and it explodes you know it's pure Kaboom. beauty let's talk about Colin Farrell Colin fucking Farrell dude unrecognizable could Hon- have been a different actor honestly the best Couldn't casting in the I, movie I don't believe it it's unbelievable. You it is unfathomable. Like I, I, I know, I know it's him. But if they came out yesterday or tomorrow, and they were like, "Just kidding, it wasn't Colin Farrell. It's some new guy." You'd be we like, just "I found. fucking yeah. knew it." I'd be like, "I would be mind blown." I'd be yeah. like, "Holy shit! No wonder it's not Colin Farrell. It, it can't be. It's unbelievable." Well, mm-hmm. what it is is the Illuminati is real, and they possessed him <laughs> with James Gandolfini. Exactly. So he just was. <laughs> this is Tony Soprano. Like, can we do a fly situation with James's body? <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking nailed it, dude. It was so good. Dude, his, the, yeah. his portrayal of Oswald Carbapot. I love that, great. that Falcone called him Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I thought about that too whenever we watched fucking Batman Returns. I was like, his name's Oz. They can call him Ozzy or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's great. And it's it's accurate to a comic. It's accurate to, I think, year one where mm-hmm. Penguin is Falcone's... Like, right hand. Yeah, his, exactly. little, his little... And so it was the only side story I kind of gave a shit about was his rise to power over Falcone, which... All right, I'm just going to make the joke right now. Uh, this is what the guy at the end of Mr. Deeds did with all of his money. Yeah. <laughs> it's my money. It's my money. And he okay. went and became the crime lord of Gotham, so... Amber was all, isn't that the guy from Mr. Deeds? I was like, yes, It's his money. Is, <laughs> so... Um, is, he, is he in the uh, uh, Big Lebowski? Yes, he's also the Jesus in the Big Lebowski. Okay. So he's just yeah. I it, that's so. There's two castings in this movie that I was very worried. No, worried oh. about, and they surprised me completely. <laughs> and that's Totoro. I did not, and I thought he was going to bring too much ham, and I believed him as as Falcone the whole time. Really, even though Falcone is like I think a a much more handsomer man. He's yeah. like a anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, I I 
I was fine with See, it. See, I couldn't, I couldn't get into, I could not take him seriously. I That's genuinely could not. And I think maybe it's because of the prior roles he's in. It's because he's also in a different series that I'm watching with him now, where he's oh. a very different. Is it character. the Transformer series? Yes, uh, <laughs> he's also in those Attack of Ultron. Yeah. I think he's in a couple of those movies. <laughs> anyway, go. <laughs> yeah, on. that is true. And see, in so many goofy characters mm. he's ever played, I just I could not it invest was, into it him. It was a bit weird as being this ominous threat it just i did not get it from him you know what i mean it's it was like definitely a creep it's like he did a good creep cast an, a d'onofrio cast a stellan skazgard you know cast one of these actors who just has that face that makes mm. you want to not look at them anymore because they're probably going to murder you you know like i don't know i just it, it just didn't i didn't get the vibe from him you know what i mean it really was kind of also disappointing that he was basically next to the riddler meant to be like our greatest threat and really the most we saw him do was get a cheap shot and then half strangle a woman i mean then, he's a mob boss <laughs> i don't know i i i was surprised i never at how felt well he fit into this movie for me like one of the most intimidating parts of we were supposed to get of him was just over a phone you know what i mean which was him actually murdering <laughs> yeah. Ivanka or i can't remember what the russian no that was. wasn't even oh. him that was the cop he was there but the cop oh. killed her okay we'll see either way exactly yeah. well, so it was it was a bit off-putting seeing him in this role mm-hmm. um because I wasn't aware of the cast before going into this right. movie. Um, but it was a bit off-putting to him in this role just because, like Kenny said, he's in so many more like goofy roles and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but he did... Goofy actually, movie. After I got over that, I realized how good of a job he actually did in this movie. Yeah. Um, not my favorite of the castings, yeah. but still, he did a really good job. Anyway, So well, I wanted to know what y'all thought about The Riddler. Well, hold on. We're not done talking about all the castings. So well, okay. that's what I, my next question. You said there was two castings that you. Yeah. Were well, let's talk about Colin Farrell because we got away from that one. Also. Okay. I, does anyone have anything else to say about Colin Farrell? No. No. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I just the fact that he I was, thought he was the best casting. I mean, that's I mean, that's the most I could say. Like, he he did a really fucking good job. Yeah, he, he did too good a of really a job. believable character. I know. It, he's fucking brilliant in this movie and. If this is the penguin we get going forward, I'm all on board. board with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other casting that I was worried about was um, Andy Serkis as Alfred. Okay. Mm. Because usually Andy Serkis plays characters that are larger than life and real golems and Caesars, you know? Yeah, right. for sure. And uh, it, I loved him in this movie. He did, even though Alfred has a serviceable part at most. He was so great in this movie. No, I, I loved that mm. he was like helping do the ciphers and stuff. I yeah. wanted more of that, so that's why I was a little bummed that they were like, "Now we're just gonna blow him up halfway <laughs> through the movie." You know, they, like, I was they like, had to weaken Batman. Yeah. They had to take away some of his help because if you don't notice, he needed Catwoman and he needs fucking uh, uh fucking uh, Gordon. Gordon, yeah, Commissioner yeah. Gordon, or so not yet, Jim he Gordon. Needs these people. Yeah. You know? So this is still. Like we said, this is young Batman. Yeah. Um, he he still thinks he can do it all by himself. Yeah. You know, he hasn't realized how much help he needs from the city itself. Yeah. So And I don't I, I love the portrayal of that and I love that when he is down a crutch when it comes to Andy Circus being mm-hmm. off the table, you can kind of tell that it's 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 really taken its toll. And not only obviously emotionally, but but in his power. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so no, I yeah, I thought the performance that we got from Andy Serkis definitely felt good. I would have, I mean, funny enough, I was like, I wish we got Michael Caine back. I thought it would have been hilarious, <laughs> like you know, like running theme to just like have like him. J.K. Simmons he, always is the one. Yeah, he just yeah. brought Alfred back, uh, or you know, came back. But uh, I really enjoyed that casting, and I really loved Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Me too. And the oh, thing was, yes. that was just there was just another story that I felt like didn't get hammered out quite the way that it maybe should which was basically just like they were like okay well we have his old partner who's the commissioner he's gonna bust his balls but then when he dies they're like well shit now we need someone else to bust his balls let's have this chief who can barely talk where he's like all right dude <laughs> i was like, oh. it's like who I fucking was, cast that guy i me, love it. me and amber were making fun of him so hard i was like you got two minutes see it's like okay amber when we get home would you, you ever remember that guy beer. if he didn't talk like that no I guess you got me. So everyone in this movie, except for fucking Batman and Catwoman, have very distinctive characteristic voices. <laughs> everyone, Jim True. Gordon just sounds like Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. But he, yeah. Jeffrey Wright has a brilliant voice. Yeah. That's why he got the fucking job. But everyone, even to the down to the point that Riddler has to have a voice modulator mm-hmm. to change his voice, has distinctive voices in this fucking movie. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guy, I'm glad that guy pulled everybody out because that was so fucking funny. <laughs> Let's, let's sit here. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this Batman. It's like, dude, how many cigarettes are you smoking right now? <laughs> exactly. Like you're smoking like twenty cigarettes at right now. His mustache is made of cigarettes. <laughs> I just imagine his chest is like one of those experiments he you saw in elementary school where it's like two balloons, you know, <laughs> yeah. being pulled down by a fake diaphragm. He didn't even have real lungs. Fuck. <laughs> um so going with that, what did y'all think about the Batman voice? Because he there is very little subtleties in the difference in tones and you know that he was using whenever he would speak as Bruce Wayne and Batman you know I, it wasn't it wasn't a big difference mm-hmm. yeah i don't think there needs to be a batman voice i good. agree yeah no and i i think they did a good job of showing that like he's just talking just a little bit deeper mm-hmm. yeah you know and it's funny because the comics always a lot of the time they're dialogue 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 batman has so much to say and i disagree I think for the most part, Batman shouldn't, unless he's, he has to work with the Justice League, mm-hmm. which he does. I don't think there's any real reason he needs to talk very much, yeah. you know? Unless he's having to explain to co-workers his detective plan, you know what right. I mean? If he's fighting somebody, he shouldn't be like, all right, well, I'm kicking your ass because you're a bad person and that's what's happening. He should be like an ominous, fearful thing, you yeah. know, like more than human once again. And I think, I think in, uh, in a lot of the animated movies and stuff like that, um, especially when he teams up with Justice League, Batman doesn't fucking talk to anybody. That's true. It doesn't matter. The only time you hear Batman talk is when he's having his own little inner dialogue or just talking to himself out loud. Or talking to you Robin, maybe. Yeah. And he's, I feel like they He's need that meme where the guy's that. standing in the corner of the party where he's like, no one knows I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like... In the comics, they can't do that very well. Yeah. You know, so they have him just talk out loud a lot. Or it's, just, that's why there's a lot of dialogue because mm-hmm. a lot of Batman is just him fucking doing detective work and just thinking a lot. So yeah. you got to imagine there's a lot to be said. You there's know? there's that one brilliant scene that illustrates that exactly, which is where it's they're looking at the mayor's crime scene and he walks up to blood on the floor that no one else has seen yet and, he and just it's, stares at it it's not until he looks at it oh i love that yeah with the... and then walks away and then someone else comes up and is like uh i need to take a picture yeah that's important obviously yeah. she's like paying attention to what he's looking at yeah. i thought that was such it's a funny so thing to add fucking good dude this movie knows 
how to create the aura. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's, I mean, to go on that, like, I thought the detective part started on so good. I loved the first riddle, which is like, what does a liar do after he's dead? You know, he lies still. That's such a fucking good riddle. Like, it's like he, he used his best riddle first, <laughs> <laughs> which was such a bummer because we didn't get anything that good. I solved it right away. The rest of the yeah, movie. Like, yeah. Oh, he lies I mean, yeah. that's that's not really the point that it's yeah, supposed no. to be hard to solve. It's yeah. just, it's a good riddle. I, that, that wasn't my point. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just was. saying I liked it. We're glad yeah. you had a little. Oh. Cha- we're glad you had a little oh, challenge there, PD. Nope. There, he's away from the mic. Go ahead, get and him, talk. Get him. talk. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that uh, all I mean, with the uh, the way that the Batman you know letter was planted, I thought everything about it was so good. You know, us getting the fact that he has the contact, so he's recording all the information. I felt all that was so well built, and then just kind of didn't deliver. Then the second and third acts, I felt like the the, the detective whole part kind of got convoluted and showed how much big Hollywood like doesn't understand the internet really. Where they were like the whole El Rata thing made me laugh so much when he was like. You are L, and that was like meant to be a big clue to where he, there was a website where he could talk to the Riddler. I guess like yeah. where was any of that even like tracked before that? There was no payoff to that. It was just yeah. kind of like information. And of course, there had to be three different winged creatures they could reference. Yeah. And be like, oh, a penguin is a, a is a rat yeah. with wings. Oh, a bat is a rat with wings. Oh, a falcon is a rat with wings. It's like, how many times do we have to re go back to this one riddle that was? stupid misread spanish anyway you it know was, like it was alfred's fault yeah he mis-translated uh, it yeah so i yeah. mean i just i felt like that wasn't good detective storytelling it was just more like a how many times can we make this one thing confusing you know and then the, the payoff of you are el rata it was like you are l it's like i don't know this just literally feels like something that someone who has never actually used the internet was like oh urls are websites i could come up with a, <laughs> a pun for that so I don't know. It just felt it felt like weak detective well, writing or mystery writing. I I just felt like it was again. Batman just doesn't know what he's doing yet. You know what I mean? I don't. I didn't see. I I didn't, didn't see it that. difficult. I didn't. Um. No. I. It's not that I didn't get that. It's just I didn't have any issues with it. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, it felt like it just kept moving the story forward, and it it was. I agree with you. There is a mm-hmm. lot of convolution around it I think, but i was just so into it that mm-hmm. i couldn't step back and see oh this is convoluted it just felt like i'm in here and i i can't get out and it's this is part of what i'm experiencing and i'm like fully experiencing every issue and i wouldn't yeah, even definitely. blame that this on me being like overly critical so much as me liking a good detective story and so mm-hmm. i always want I hate my least favorite thing in a detective story is when they don't give you the most important piece till the very end. You know what I mean? Like in in a way that it doesn't actually pay off. It's just like, oh, we just never even saw or mentioned this guy. And of course, and then it right. just, in the last episode or something, it just explain. It has to go back and explain everything on how right. this was the cause. That's shit writing, in my opinion. When you, you don't sure. have any payoff from the, the whole original story or anything we saw. So I want Did this one do that though. A little bit, I think so. Where? In the fair that in the fact that like nothing that really happened kinda mattered. Like, I don't know, like what how did it's it's like the Riddler's whole thing in the end was that he was tricking Batman into helping him. But right. like that's such a weird I don't even think he was tricking him. I think he, he just thought. Well, that's what I'm saying. In yeah. his mind, he thought Batman was helping him, but how like in because what, he was the muscle he was able to physically do it i guess yeah exactly i mean yeah. just, that's well, what i'm saying that was meant to be the big payoff was like you've been helping me do this all along mm-hmm. but exactly it was like well he just i guess pulled him out 
of the street and when you could have just waited for him to walk to his car sometime and shot him like why did you need batman to do it it doesn't make any sense you it know does like in the fact that everyone was there watching at that moment and i i get what you're saying but it, it goes to how unwell i guess riddler is yeah. to where he thinks that this is the right time versus any other time I, I just felt like the payoffs weren't as grandiose as I would have wanted them to be for how intense the detect or the whole thing was trying to be. You know yeah. how mysterious finding the the letter in the actual bat's cage. You know what I mean? Like there were yeah. so many good rest like ingredients that just ended up not making a good chili at the end. You know what I'm saying? Planted the eggs and they they sprouted as a uh, as turkeys. I don't know <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked every moment of it. It's just the stuff that kept pulling me out of it. You know, like yeah. I was so into the, how it looked and the action and like the, even the portrayals of all of these characters. But I just couldn't get into the story that was trying to be fed into me, I guess. Yeah. So, so um, I guess in the end, what is it? The renewal program that Thomas Wayne set up before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Everyone went in and took their pieces out of it and uh and so that's why the riddler thought that the sins like he was just part of it Mm -hmm. even though he had died yeah which is also goes to show how unwell the riddler is um and then uh yeah so that's why all these people were being incriminated down to the da there's there's so many scenes in this fucking movie that i can't get over like this movie's just it rings around in my head constantly what were you gonna say i have two big problems with this movie okay like i i do i did really love this movie but i have two really big problems with this movie and the Mm -hmm. first one can be forgiven um and and that's the fact that i hate that every batman movie has to make a crutch and um it has to go back on the crutch of mommy and daddy you know interesting that they always have to go back to um, something with his parents. I know his parents had a lot to do with the building of the city and yeah, stuff like right. that. But it, like, they're always they yeah, always why did use Thomas it against Wayne him somehow. Matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, why even, why even have any of that? That's it, that's it's, interesting. They could have chosen a much different like path easily. They I didn't have to be like, oh, you know, it's Batman, so we have to talk about his mom and dad. He's an orphan. This is you the know, best utilization of the characters yet. In my opinion. Well, no, definitely. But I hate that they do that. I, I hate that the story has to lean on this yeah. every time. Yeah. The, that every Batman story is about mom and dad. And even to have like the conflicting scenes of like it being like, oh, Maroney killed your parents. And then not two minutes later, it's like, no, Falcone killed your That's parents. That's my one gripe with this movie. Is that it, we just, it's like, what was the, why did we need that double? You know, like, yeah. why did that matter? We He could have just gone to Alfred and been like, dude, that guy killed your parents. Like, I should have told you all those years ago. Like, please. He could have, like, gone to Alfred and be like, I'm going to go to Falcone and I'm going to get his help. And he'd be like, no, dude, he killed your parents. Do not trust him. Yeah. You know, like, that. it could have been that. And that would have been the big reveal. Why did we need Maroney's name in this movie? Because well, never makes sense to me. Because they're going to set what, up the Court of Owls. One thing that made me laugh as someone who barely gives a shit about Batman is that there's so many relevant cops and, like, and people of power in the Batman stories. Like, Martin you know like like harvey bullock you know there's so many normal people that matter in their stories and i think that's fucking right, that in his stories and i think that's kind of awesome that as they even showed up as just cameos i was like oh that's martinez you know yeah. that's so cool so and that's it, it includes all of these characters you know yeah. what i mean like 
Yeah, I, um, I think it was the best utilization of Thomas and, and Wayne, especially because, or Thomas and Wayne, Thomas and Martha, <laughs> but especially because they said outright that Martha was Arkham, which oh, that yeah. is not known for a lot of issues. That's maybe not even in the main continuity. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I love that they set that up. It, this movie was two and a half hours of a two and a half, or one and a half movie that was setting up a much more yeah and i don't know why but i this was the best interpretation for me but the, the one gripe i have is the double back where they're like we have to prove that john turturro is actually a good actor in this one scene so we have to have him go have the conversation <laughs> with john turturro and it worked for me until they had the conversation with alfred and then i was like why why do it at all and so i i had kind of conducted in my head what if they did like um uh, Bruce came across a recording or the Riddler gave him a recording of John Turturro confessing all this stuff to Thomas Wayne and Thomas Wayne contemplating maybe doing the wrong thing for a second. And then they just cut all of it all together. You know what I mean? And he just does his own detective work to figure it out. But uh, yeah, those two scenes were too long and too, uh, too close it? together because they were too literally back together. to back. Yeah. But there were two exposition where mm -hmm. they're just like, we have to plug all this information in so it makes sense for why the Riddler gives a shit mm -hmm. to begin with. You know what I why mean? Why the Waynes matter in it, even, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's it. It's that loose thread that really makes Bruce and Thomas Wayne even matter to the overall story, which is that he was like, I'm going to do this program and then died coincidentally and the Riddler's like, that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, he died. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bat uh, Batman was made by the, his parents, though his parents' yeah. death is. So, what was gripe Batman. number two for you? Oh, uh, that uh, Paul Dano's acting was over the top. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I did not like it at all. I didn't care for his Riddler it was, per se. It was very annoying. But I have a weird love for Paul Dano, so I the Riddler just is him. an annoying person. Yeah. <laughs> no, Paul Dano sucks as the Riddler. <laughs> Maybe it was the directing. I don't know, but it wasn't good. Oh, interesting. That's all I have to say. I don't know. I loved it. You did love it? Yeah. I I I just feel like his entire plan too is just kind of like really weird. And the fact and once again it just goes to show like I said Hollywood just feels like they don't understand the internet that they were like he has a, a chat room with 500 followers and they're sending messages like rifles are good. You know, <laughs> it's like, what does that even fucking mean? Like <laughs> that was taken off of the QAnon board. Oh fuck. It was before the insurrection. This is yeah. real shit. So just <laughs> it's just like these, this is how the, these chat trolls are, you know? And it's just like, are they though? Like do any, it's like, so it just know. felt very, very fictional, you know, which yeah. obviously it is, but you know what I mean? It, it didn't but feel obviously the insurrection did happen and it was through chat rooms. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how fictional it is. Fair enough. I don't know. I back back. I mean, the, the movie ends with mm -hmm. the, the revelation that he caught the Riddler mm -hmm. uh, or not. I mean, revelation. and I liked the fact that the Riddler, we get that tease that it seems the Riddler knows who he is you know oh, he's like, like bruce wayne and yeah. he like looks at the camera and he's like fuck and he's like we almost got him and yeah. it's like oh shit okay off your own brow yeah, that was like, so good see there's so much that was done so great in this yeah. film and i really liked paul dano freaking out in that scene like no this is not how this is supposed to go we're supposed to be bros yeah um I, I really i was invested into it you know and i understood the frustration i liked the intensity between them you know but i didn't like that there was all of a sudden like i guess 50 other riddlers 
to worry about yeah. now. I was like, like, what the fuck, you know? Like, so the movie needed some action, yeah. and I loved every moment of did it. Did you? Yes, I did like the action in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, I I can't complain about any of this stuff. Like it, like it functioned and it worked and it looked great and it sounded great and I loved it. It did sound great too. Um, I. That's Speaking a, of the sound, that's a, real quick. The the levy blowing up and stuff that's from the comic books. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, but speaking on. of the yeah, the, okay, I was going to question that. Yeah, because yeah. that was also kind of like a crazy thing that it was like now we're also sinking the city. Like he yeah. had like two plans going on at once, which was kill all the people that did the renewal plan, but also sink all of Gotham because fuck them. I guess. Well, he's not have, a sane person. <laughs> well, also because then they'd have to use the money from the renewal plan. Oh, to but it's all gone now. Totoro ate it. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the music, the majority of the of the movie was one song. Yeah. And it fit fucking every situation in the fucking movie and I, I loved it and it's like two or three notes. Yeah, it's, 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 it was, the whole movie is five notes. It was <laughs> fucking beautiful. I know. Um, the Nirvana song. Mm-hmm. It starts at the beginning, and it's talking about how he's been Batman for a while, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know if his effects are working. He sees crime going up. By the end of the movie, he's seen that the Riddler was directly influenced by him and his vengeance. Yeah, and then he goes and he saves the people, and the people look at him differently than when they did at the beginning of the movie. Whenever they were doing the crimes, the, obviously yeah. they're different people, but now yeah. they see him full arc. Yeah, yeah, he's helping her onto the gurney, and she grabs onto his arm because yeah. she's like, "I trust you." Yeah, yeah. Um, I cried. Me too. Like it made me feel. I was like, "That's my Batman." Like I he was, was a hero. I was so happy for the first time. I think yeah. he was a superhero in a movie right there. Mm-hmm. For the first time, I think every other time it was a a, a goofy yeah, thing. He was a vigilante. Faced, yeah. he was every a vigilante. other time he was a he vigilante. He was saving civilians right here. Yeah, this is like Justice League level work that we literally see him doing, where it's like saving people from the floods and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Fighting in the daylight or, you know, acting in the daylight. Exactly. Um, And then they play the Nirvana song Mm -hmm. again right there. I wish they had added something more to the song to show that there was growth. But instead, it was just the same Drury Mm -hmm. song again. And it kind of upset me a little bit. Where it felt like it was almost like here we still are or something instead of here we've look how far we've come. I I think it was a bit of Batman's indifference in general. Yeah. To his whole situation with Gotham. Like, it's not getting better, but I think we can still grow together yeah. kind of thing. You it was know hopeful. what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I, I think that's why they didn't feel the need to change the music. Yeah. You know, because Batman is still consistent throughout the movie. Yes, he does have a character arc, but for the most part, his way of thinking is consistent, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Um is there anything else we can talk about? Do we talk about... Yeah, we really so, didn't talk about, like, Bella Real, you know, which is kind of a bummer because I felt like she did good for mm-hmm. what she was meant to be. You know, yeah. I definitely liked when she finally stood up and was like, no, I am for the people, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was definitely, like, backing her character. And I know she will probably be important moving on because I'm in the comics, I believe she is meant to be, like, the change of Gotham, right? That's, like, mm-hmm. her whole thing. She's I, meant to be, like, the good politician. I, I don't know if she exists in the comic books. I think she does, right? Uh, she could, very possibly. I I just don't yeah. know her. Well, we also didn't talk about uh, Peter Skarsgård's character. Oh, yeah, Skarsgård. Bill Coulson. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said Skarsgård. Yeah. Marvel has a fill. We need a Gil. Um, so we have Gil Coulson as the DA. <laughs> that was yeah, the whole funeral, gonna make the that funeral joke. scene. <laughs> you were going to make that <laughs> yes, joke? Yes, I was. <laughs> um, yeah, his capture uh, after Catwoman goes into the club and does some PI work for Batman mm-hmm. while he's watching every move that she makes. Um, which, real quick, I love that scene, too. Yes. Um, but his capture by the Riddler right afterwards and then put into, like, a saw contraption. I was so grateful that that thing blew up instead of cutting his, his throat off. open or yes. something. PG-13, I knew we were safe. Yeah, me too. I knew we were literally safe from anything too violent under that <laughs> How did net. How did Batman survive that? His suit. He got shot with like ARs and it his face his was right in front of it. He puts his arms hey, up. He blew hey, up Damien. and he was like, ah. Yeah. Paul Damien. Movie yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred, like, <laughs> they just edited it out. Alfred yeah. was less likely to have survived by throwing a box five feet away from yeah. him. <laughs> then, then Batman being five feet away. Like it's the same thing. Battle armor. At least he's wearing battle armor. <laughs> Did anyone think that Alfred was dead? No. I no. thought they killed off Alfred. I, I would have like, been pissed okay, if they I, did. For a split second, I was like, did Andy Circus be like, I'm a, I'll only do one? You know, oh. that was what I literally went to. And then I was like, no, he can't be dead. So See, I, what I thought it was was Matt Reeves being like, no, this Batman is down in the dirt. He didn't need Alfred. That's what I was afraid just of. Just introduce the Oracle the next movie or something. <laughs> just don't keep taking everyone off the table. Catwoman yeah. moved away to Bloodhaven, yeah. which is a cool name drop. And then uh, Jim Gordon's not even going to be commissioner. He's going to be an ice cream man. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys, y- y'all didn't stay to the end, right? To no. watch at the end? No. So at the end, they give you a website. Right. Right. And so URL. They- we don't want to talk about this one first, but no. oh yeah, no, no, we, we can, can talk about that afterwards. Okay, it okay. Um, but we go here to this website, uh-huh. and oh, let's reload. It's it. like DOS it's kind of shit. Yeah, so it starts off like this. Sorry, he, he can just enter. Yeah, so it shows like the Riddler symbol, and, and then, then he's shows a bunch of shit. code. Oh, it's code. Okay, yeah. Or uh, not even co- it, those are like IP addresses. Yeah, just HTML, shit. you know, Facebook. Yeah, exactly. MySpace. And so, what is it? It, g- doing? it gave an email address. Oh, it says loading twenty nine percent. All right, well, forty and more, and we're in the game. You can click for a reward, apparently, but it gives you this, uh huh, right, which is a cipher. Yes, and um, people have cracked it. Yeah, no, I have it here on my phone because Hillary cracked it. Oh. It says, "You think I'm finished, but perhaps you don't know the full. Perhaps you don't know the full truth. Uh, every ending is a new beginning. Something is coming. I hope so. Yeah, I have no doubt this movie it will do fantastically, or sure. is doing fantastically, and will most definitely have at least a sequel or two. You know, no, so. I know, but what do y'all think it's, it's coming. implying to? Um, I don't if, know if when, at all. Like, what the fuck would the Riddler know? I don't know. Maybe unseen Arkham you prisoner. Know? So when the Riddler blows the uh, <laughs> reservoir, good, good, good name drop. Uh, when the Riddler blows the the reservoir and, yeah. and all the water floods into Arkham, it starts what is called in the comics Year Zero, even though it's not really Year Zero. Yeah, and it's almost like their own no man's land where Gotham is in peril while the the bad guys kind of divvy up the yeah. city. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what like the third Nolan movie tried to do with Bane, where he like right. Blocks but that was everybody more up. No Man's Land. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. This is the, this was like No Man's Land, but different. New Fifty Two, but, but, but different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and so I mean, it could be that, but I hope not. Yeah. 
I hope what we get going forward is maybe another couple origin stories. This was also kind of Penguin's origin story. This Mm -hmm. is obviously Commissioner Gordon's origin story Mm because he's not yet commissioner. True, true. You know what I mean? Like, this is a lot of people's origin stories except for Batman. True, true. And I I don't know. I'm excited. I I can't wait to see where this goes. I liked Paul Dano. I hope he comes back. Um, You think Zoe Kravitz will come back? Yeah, I think Zoe Kravitz. They didn't just send her off to Bloodhaven or whatever for no reason? I mean, same thing with fucking Mary Jane at the end of Spider-Man. She's going to come back. True. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm very excited for where this is going. Uh, do you guys want to talk about what, what do you think is, where do you think is going? I don't fucking know. Court of Owls. That's Good. what apparently Honestly, everyone Cause thinks. that's the only thing that the Riddler would probably have knowledge of. That's apparently what anything. the Batman himself um, thinks. So. But I mean, oh, other yeah, than Robert Pattinson said it, other than the Court of Owls, the only other thing I could see is just him knowing about the Joker but I don't know who the fuck they would use for the Joker. Who well, they used. Oh, they sorry. <laughs> I mean, they obviously don't know if they want to use him for sure moving forward. So he was supposed to have a scene in this movie. Uh-huh. Right. But, he they, was, but he didn't. Yeah. They they were going to have the, mm-hmm. what, the Killing Joke-esque mm-hmm. uh, interrogation scene, but it wasn't an interrogation. It was mm-hmm. just more of like Batman seeing if Joker knew anything. And of course, mm-hmm. it wasn't even actually going to be Joker. It was just going to be proto Joker. You know what I mean? Joker before he's really, yeah, actually really the Joker. Joker. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's played by Barry Keoghan, which I don't see any issues with. Me neither, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he's. He, I've never seen. I don't know. Eternals. Who that is. The he's, guy from Eternals that he's played. He's uh, Druig. Druig. The one that can oh. control everybody's minds. Yeah. The Scottish one. Yes. Oh. I have no idea. Now that you said that, I have no idea. <laughs> he's the he's the Eternal that's uh, red and black. Yeah, the his costume. whole his skin. Yes, he's mm-hmm. Darth Maul. I don't know. Who you're um, about. Uh, before my movie even started, I uh, had a DC commercial. So mm-hmm. I, y'all probably did too. Yeah. Where yeah. it showed all the movies that they're coming out with. I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Um, but during the Flash one. It looks like he goes to like multiple different universes because there's like multiple flashes. Have you not in watched the this before? No. Oh. Um, so I wonder if he, if this Batman is going to be in a different universe that the Flash is going to go to. It's very possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I definitely that would be cool. I definitely think this is going to be a different universe, and I don't see this connecting with any other DC properties as of yet, which I'm fine with. So what if like the Flash? Uh, escapes to this universe because he's like, there's nothing here for me or whatever. I don't know. And then... Oh, so there was a Flash in this universe. Is that what you're saying? No, what if there's no Flash from this universe and the Ezra Miller's Flash escapes to this universe? It's just somewhere for him to hide. Uh, They're like, oh, they wouldn't look here. There isn't one of me here, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is he running from? interesting. I mean, it was past. Professor Zoom... No, Probably true. his past. True. So. Yeah. He's like, maybe my mom exists here and doesn't die because I don't exist here. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this didn't feel like a DC movie to me in that sense. Like, to bring up the other DC verse, yeah. this did not feel like it fit into those movies at all. That's what I'm this, saying. This I feel was, like it's a different universe. Yeah. yeah this was like, exactly. this was fucking a completely different entity. This was the Marvel or the Netflix Marvel series, you know, mm. not in that comparison, but in the sense that it did not feel like it was made. In the sen- or in the reality of like, okay, we need to somehow fit this into right. everything else. The, you know, I would never want to see Robert Pattinson next to fucking Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. To be completely honest, they feel like two completely different iterations of the characters. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I couldn't even. I feel like it'd be so clashing to see his grittiness next to their like overly 
polishedness, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think if, if Robert Pattinson has a role in the Flash movie, it's going to be for... I don't know, like 2.5 seconds. The yeah. same shit we're expecting in the Doctor Strange movie with everybody who's apparently going to show up in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mini cameos at best. Uh, when does that movie come out? Too soon. It, does it come out this month? I think so. Did, so by this time the episode, this episode comes out, has it already come out? I don't think so. I think that. it comes out April, maybe? Uh, I think you're right. Uh, nope. What? No way. That yes. What well, says May sixth? Oh, May sixth. I was being. I was all. March it could 6th? not have come out today yeah. or this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay May sixth. So we 6th. have two months. Okay. Fair enough. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all want to rate this thing or what? Yes. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. So I mean, I pretty much put my gripes on the table. There's some other things that I mean, I felt like I was a little bummed out about, like the fact that I just felt like there was too many like modern political issues kind of crammed into this movie. Like that's obviously if you kind of take a step back and look at it it kind of is that too but like what i can fucking step away from that stuff and not give a shit you know what i mean like the what did you call the insurrection or whatever right like that was obviously planted right into this movie like look how shitty those guys were you know so it's a lot of modern politics kind of crammed into this film just a little bit that but i don't give a shit about stuff like that you know i can look past it in the name of enjoying the film i was just pulled out because i felt like it wasn't a good detective story and that's what i really wanted at the end of the day i wanted that fucking seven-esque you know like holy shit you know you can give me the villain halfway through the movie and still make an incredible detective story you know it's been done before it can be done again in a way that's wholesome so i was that's where i was mostly bummed out beyond all that this movie fucking looks so goddamn good this is at least my second favorite batman i think i'm a little bit still on board with nolan's i'm not gonna lie i think that's still my batman series in my heart um but it sounds great i really think everyone did put their best foot forward in their performances, especially Robert Pattinson, Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright. I mean, I thought Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano also both did great for what they were given. So with all that in mind, I think I'm going to give it a 4.0, which y'all know for me is my pretty much main rate, which is an A movie. You know, it's something really enjoyable. I have no doubt this movie is going to succeed and so many people Mm. are going to love it. It is. I would recommend this for anybody to go see it, you know? So for that reason, I think it's something that will make its mark in history and will have many more to come. So it's just really, it is just a stepping stone at this point. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Ian? You want me to go next? Yeah. I give it a 4.8. Nice. Uh, This is beyond a doubt my favorite interpretation of Batman. There you go. My favorite interpretation of each of these characters. Um, I mean, it it can't even compare to the other Batman movies, in my opinion, because they're all completely different. Mm -hmm. Like, this world um, felt the most real, in my opinion, even though it's completely fantastical yeah there is no city that is this crime ridden (laughs) you know um and this dreary and dirty and dark uh and i still loved every moment of it um it felt most like an actual comic book not necessarily mainline batman comics um and i don't know i just i liked paul dano i think he did a great job the riddler is such a who gives a shit character that fine Fuck it. Who True. cares? Um, same thing with Joker. I don't give a shit about the Joker. I don't care how he looks or what he acts like because to me, all Joker is is an unpredictable um, cog that could twist in any direction at mm-hmm. any moment. 
Um, and so for that, I think this movie's phenomenal, in my opinion. I think it it doesn't feel um it doesn't feel what's the right word to say? It doesn't feel too derivative. It feels like mm-hmm. its own thing while also being unbelievably derivative. Yeah, that's so true. That is that's a very true statement. I agree with that. Yeah. And so I I love it. I Somehow can't... it's fresh, even though they keep recycling the same three villains every fucking Batman yeah. movie they get, you know? And the fact that last week I was the least excited to see this movie, um, I feel like it it over it over That's so true. performed for me. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's at that expectation level, bro. You went in low, we went in high, you know? <laughs> and I think because the the world started out so fucking wonderful Mm -hmm. i was in for the whole ride because it felt like a whole season of this show you know what i mean like i it felt like i binged watched the batman right (laughs) true fair enough uh but yeah so that's that's everything i have to say uh put marlon waynes in as robin amen um so i'm actually gonna give this movie a 4.9 i absolutely (laughs) holy shit (laughs) um as as much as i have problems with with uh, one of the castings, right? Um, I I can't I can't blame Paul Dano for that because he didn't direct the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the <laughs> at the end can't, of the day, not his fault he got yeah. hired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I thought his acting was over the top, but I'm pretty sure that's because Matt Reeves was like, "Be fucking crazy, man!" Yeah. You just you watched know? Batman Forever like um, ten times and then went yeah. on set, you know. So. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of like little things here and there that I just absolutely love about the movie, and it, it's all those little things that just add up to. Make made it much more of an enjoyable time. Yeah. Um, going into this movie, I I was like, "Fuck, this movie's three hours long," and when I was watching this movie, it did not feel like three hours to me. It felt like a two-hour movie to me personally. It, I and think that's it, because it goes to like what I was saying before, where yeah. everything was just so digestible to me, and so I was able to just take everything in and forget about time you know yeah. like i was able to really enjoy the movie and regardless of the people chuckling behind me <laughs> like, yeah um it felt like a six hour movie to me yes. really yeah it, it felt like at the end of every good beat i felt like i was turning to ashley and saying you want to watch another and we did <laughs> like it just felt like can't stop now so, yeah. yeah it just felt like it just kept going and going and when you look at each individual piece and each new revelation, besides the Andy Circus back-to-back scene with John Turturro, which I feel like, once again, was exposition, but also the fact that we casted these dudes and we need to have them do something in these movies. And in the show mentality, you could argue that's like poor editing from episode to episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, they didn't mean to end this one on that and then immediately yeah. start this one. They yeah. just they edited it a little poorly there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, um, honestly, sorry. Uh, as well, sorry, but... Um, Sorry. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. It's all right. I think we all lost oh, our train of I, thought. I really did feel like this movie was a detective movie. As much as you didn't, Kenny, I, I really did. I feel like I, it tried to I be. Got, I got all the aspects of a detective movie in there, and it just it made me feel like I was watching a Batman movie. For and the like, first time. Yes, for the first time. Did you mean and, to hit a button? And no, it, I, I just woke it up. It put me in a completely different spot than the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies ever could have. <laughs> yes, 
that's a fart <laughs> a fart spot um and and so like that's that's the reason i give it such a high rating i want to give it a 5.0 but it's i'm not as good as the thing i need to leave room for my favorite movie of the year oh so whatever we're gonna i mean if i have a better movie than this you know oh i get what you're saying you know what i mean by the by the time by the we get end to the, of the year, yeah by okay. the end of the year I need to make sure I have something to change to a 5.0. Yeah. You know, but more than likely, if nothing better comes out, this will be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, That's I it. mean, it. we did it. We fucking um, did it, guys. We did it, guys. I can't I can't believe how much I love this movie. I don't know. I it, can't believe how much you love this movie. <laughs> yeah. It. That's actually a surprise to me that you loved it so much. I, and I don't even I, think that any one piece of the movie was... Unfunctional or dysfunctional mm-hmm. when it came to like the detective yeah. aspects and stuff like that because I agree it was a stumbly kind of movie, but I think it 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 stumbles in a way that I, I enjoy. It was it was finding its own footing. Yeah, you know which what I mean. I guess you could argue yeah. Batman was too, but it, exactly. Yeah. I and I would argue. I mean, the thing is, I I would believe the movie has rewatchability. If someone wanted me to go into Hell theaters yeah. and watch again, I would sit through the two hours and fifty minutes of this movie again to experience with someone. Mm-hmm. It the the takeaway for me is not that it's a bad film. I gave it you know that four, but I just feel like it, it could didn't meet expectations. I feel like. You're, if you're going to build this world so well, you've got to give me a story that matches it. You know what I mean? And right. I just feel like the, the script itself did not stand up to how much Matt Reeves cared so much more about getting the little details of how it looked, sounded, mm-hmm. and felt right, you yeah. know? And then the I feel like the actual storyline just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. So I'm completely surprised that you gave it a 4.8. And when he said 4, I was like, oh, Ian's going to give him like a 4.3. <laughs> Y'all both surprised the shit out of me. I know. I can't believe you gave it a four point nine after you. After no, much, I yeah. after was, I watched the movie, I was like, "This is either a five or four point nine. So I was the only one walking out feeling unsure about how I felt from this movie because literally walking to the car, I was like, "I have no idea how I felt about this movie." <laughs> wow! <laughs> I said that out loud, you know, because I really was just so pulled out of it so many times. Maybe know? it's because I had low expectations. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all about that expectation level, which I mean, mine wasn't the highest, you know, yeah. but it definitely was. Pretty I was high. so fucking excited to watch this movie. I like I had been it. thinking about it. I bought it. a shirt. <laughs> you bought that shirt? I bought the shirt just to see the movie. Yeah. I wore my uh, my Batman shirt with like the 50 different Batmans. On oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the short of, shirt I wore. I hey. think that's drawn by Cliff Chang. Uh-huh. But yeah, literally when we were <laughs> getting our kidding. popcorn, the girl was like, you see in the Batman? And I literally went, <laughs> just looked down at my shirt. I was like, yes, obviously. No, no. I mean, I I'm watching it. Uncharted. I saw a, tw- a tweet that was a guy dressed up in Nolan's Batman from head to toe. He was in a movie theater, and the tweet said, "I'm I'm dressing up like this this weekend to go buy one ticket to sing two <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie. That you said pretty it was good. pretty good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I bet it's a good movie. The first one's good. Is that one right. a 5.0? Let's rate that movie. You know, <laughs> the only one who's seen it. <laughs> um, I would I would give that one a 3.9. Oh. 3.9. It was a very fun movie. It was a very fun movie, and that's why I would give it like a higher rating. Let's do some stop you motion, know. guys. I fucking love stop motion movies. Oh, Kubo and the two strings. The or, four strings. Or, yeah. The last oh. string. The la- yeah. I think I watched that one when I was... I don't know. We're Tom I'd have Cruise. to rewatch it. With yeah. Tom Cruise. The last string. Yeah. He's the last string. <laughs> He's the last string. Top string. Yeah. 
It's that string he uses on Mission Impossible. Yeah, exactly. To descend. <laughs> That's the last string. That's the, last. <laughs> That's the top string. He's got it. Oh, okay, yeah, it's the top and the last. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys get podcasts. Yeah, that. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Um, tell us how you felt yeah. about the Batman. Yeah. Go ahead and inbox mm-hmm. us. Our inbox is open, and uh, we'll respond. We want to hear from you, yeah. you, the people, yes. the people, the people. Yeah, the watchers. Live, laugh, yeah. love. You know, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> we need a sign in here that says "Live, laugh, love." Honestly, um, live, laugh, watch. Oh, oh, what? Oh. <laughs> Um, and always, uh, we just love you guys so much. And um, come back next week. We are starting our Alien April. Yes, next week we're going to be talking about um, X Files. Oh yeah, gotta thank God. Yeah. Um, Wait a minute. Oh shit! That's what's up. There it is. (laughs) That was a perfect set of events to get there. We are starting Alien April. We're yes. going to be doing a whole month of Alien movies guys. and Predator movies, specifically Alien and Predator, and then we're going to watch them Argu- fight each other. Arguably, they're both aliens. It's going to be the. Uh, it's going to be the racist <laughs> <laughs> matchup of the universe. You know, yes. so. is it specious? That would be specious. Speciest. Yeah, specious. Who's the speciest man alive? Um, the, the Flash. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so come back next week. We'll be talking about Alien. Uh, from Ridley Scott and then Aliens from that big dollar sign man James Cameron there we go. Um, mm-hmm. so come back for that yeah we can't wait to rip through some chests with y'all so we'll uh, <laughs> see you then or we'll see you on another time thank you so much bye guys bye a couple of guys and a dog making candles nice